going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Thursday, less than a week away from the start of training camp. I'm excited, though I will say it is hot as balls in New York City. I'm sorry, there is no other phrase that perfectly captures what today has been like. We've had thunderstorms, we've had blazing sun. I'm just waiting for the locusts. So what I'm trying to tell you is I'm going to I'm going to barrel through this today and get out of my room because it is like a fucking hot box in here in my apartment. So hope you're all doing well. Let me give a quick shout out to our friends over at Ticket King. You know you want to get some Packers tickets either home or away games. Ticket King's been in Wisconsin since 1992, conveniently located there on Oneida Street. They have a drive-through window for God's sakes. They help organize tours. They do things on game day for you. You're not going to get that from some no-name Ticketmaster BS. Make sure you check out Ticket King for all your Packers ticket needs, and you can utilize the Cheesehead TV app. Just go to the schedule. Each game has links to each individual game where you can purchase tickets right from the Cheesehead TV app. Do it, people. You know you want to. And before the season gets here, make sure you order your official 2022 Green Bay Packers yearbook. Go to PackersYearbook.com and use promo code CHTV for 10% off. That's PackersYearbook.com, promo code CHTV for 10% off. You know you want to do it, people. Get on it. It's a great book. Get it every year. I love it. You'll love it. Let's do it, people. Hello, everybody in the comments. Good to see everybody. Big B is here. And Big B, I can't believe you you let you let this stand. Joey the Jaguar giving you grief here in the comments before this stream even started. Sir, I would not stand for it. I think there needs to be a civil war in underage Packers. That's what I'm telling you. Hear me now. Listen to me later. Let's look at these safeties, shall we? We got to start with probably the most underrated player in the league, let alone on the Packers. It's Adrian Amos, who is entering the final year of his deal. I do wonder if we could possibly get some news in an extension prior to the start of camp next week. That is me completely just guessing. I have not heard a thing in this regard, but hopefully they get him locked up uh, a few years here after 2022. Uh, set career highs in tackles last season with 93. He's one of three safeties in the NFL with multiple interceptions and more than 70 tackles in each of the last four seasons. The guy is incredibly productive. Love this pickup from Brian Gutekunst in free agency four years ago. Next to him, we have Darnell Savage, of course, the former first-round pick whose fifth-year option was picked up back in April, coming off a season that saw him rack up 43 tackles and two interceptions. Gotta love that. And only Green Bay safety to record multiple interceptions in each of his first three seasons in the NFL. Think about that. A franchise that is over 100 years old. He is the only safety to ever do it. Pretty damn impressive. And I know lots of people talk about a, quote, disappointing year from Savage last year. And I don't really buy into that. I think we didn't see the splash plays we expected, probably, or hoped for. But I'm telling you, he played a lot better than the Internet would have you believe. And here's hoping the second year in Barry's system allows him a little bit more freedom and or, you know, instinctual assignments to let him go get the football. Because I think he's still got a tremendous amount of upside. And we have a draft pick from this year, a seventh-round selection in Tariq Carpenter. He has 41 career starts at safety with Georgia Tech, and he grew up a Packers fan. Remember, on that day three of the draft, he put up that picture of himself wearing that uh, Super Bowl shirt, Packers, 
when he was a little kid. How can you not root for this guy? I mean, I have zero clue about how he will transition to the NFL, but I am very anxious to see starting next week and then about 10, 15 days from now when the pads come on, really excited to see how he starts to transition. Then we've got Sean Davis, a former fifth round selection from the Colts. Uh, He spent most of last year on the practice squad in Green Bay. Um, He led Florida in interceptions back in 20. He's got some playmaking ability. Uh, Looking at his college tape, he's not going to say he's like C-ball, get ball. He's got, you know, otherworldly kind of measurables or anything like that. But I'm cautiously optimistic about this guy. Um, Like I said, he got in, I believe the one game you can really kind of take a look at is the Cleveland game on Christmas last year um, where he got a little bit of action. Next up, we have Innis Gaines, a former undrafted free agent who signed after the 20 season. I think it was January of 21. Uh, played four seasons there at TCU, 34 tackles, a sack and an interception his senior year. He has flashed in camp. He flashed last summer a little bit, but he also showed some inconsistencies and really did not have a strong preseason. Here's hoping another year has seasoned him up, so to speak, because they need not only the help as far as depth goes, but they certainly need these some of these guys to contribute on teams. There's no doubt about that. Speaking of contributing, Vernon Scott, did not contribute a whole lot last year after playing a bunch, at least on teams and in reserve duty back in 20, former seventh round selection. Only played three games last year. He played three seasons at TCU, another TCU guy. Here's hoping Vernon gets a little bit of run here in camp so they can figure out if he's a fit or not for that dime package. If not, he is going to have to ball out on special teams to make this squad. And then finally, we have Trey Sterling, uh, undrafted free agent, uh, his season last year was cut short at Oklahoma State, only played three games because of injury. But back in 20, he was tied for most stops among all safeties. That's pretty impressive. That is productive. And his last two seasons prior to that injury plague 21, pretty damn productive and pretty promising. Um, I think if he had remained healthy last year, he probably would have been drafted. So Here's hoping they find a little diamond in the rough here because I think Sterling could contribute, if nowhere else, on special teams. There's a guy who is definitely a willing tackler, definitely physical enough. I think we might see him on some, you know, maybe not right first team right away, but definitely second team on teams, see if he can turn some heads, make some plays, and work his way up the depth chart. There you go, folks. That's your safety depth chart at the moment possibility maybe they pick someone up throughout camp never know he's probably undoubtedly watching the waiver wire but you know when they talk about a lack of depth in the secondary you're also talking about that safety group you talk, you get past those front line starters in Amos and Savage and you got a lot of hope that you're banking on so we'll see what camp brings like I said I'm very excited to see how these guys mix it up when we do get the pads on in about two weeks um, as a reminder for anyone Jumping at the bit for physical football style stuff at training camp. They will not be happening next week. Don't forget, those first five practices have to be sans pads. So the pads will not come on for another two weeks yet. What's up, commenters? Everybody, what's up in the world of the YouTube and the Twitch and the Facebook? Randy, what's up? Are you ready to play some football with me, bud? Uh, if you're talking real football, um, I don't know about all that. That sounds like it involves running. But Madden, I'm always up for it. If you're a Patreon member, shoot me a message. Are you going to the Buffalo game? Will there be a mafia meetup? Jay, I am not at the moment planning on going to the Buffalo game. But 
things can always change. If enough Buffalo people bug Corey Banky that I need to be there, maybe. But otherwise, I'll probably just be in the podcast studio doing watch party like every other week. <laughs> this is great. Joe, when did Julio Jones change his name to John Brown? That is hilarious. Well, they didn't sign John Brown or Julio Jones. Uh, they did sign the USFL star tight end whose name I can't remember, but I'm sure he is going to light it up and make me look foolish. I think he's a camp body, but we'll see. We'll see. Hey, this is what the Packers do, right? They unearth gems. Their personnel group is really good at it. They've been right more often than not. So we'll see. Late addition prior to camp. Bill Huber with the breaking news this morning. Shout out to Bill. Um, yeah, I'm not, not, not holding my breath on that one, but you never know. <laughs> John Nags thoughts on lame ass Madden ratings, Dylan at 80 Wyatt and Walker at 73. Well, the, the rookies always come in low early on. That's, that's time honored tradition. You got to play them into it. You got to, they got to prove it on the field and they have the stuff bumped up. And that's the other thing. It's not like you're locked into that all year. Those guys play well, their ratings will go up throughout the season. We get up roster updates every week. Back in my day, if your rookie was a 73, you had to deal with it all season long. You young kids, you don't even know. And Dylan at 80, yes, in the pantheon of the world of if we're dealing in reality, 80 is way too low. But Madden's not reality. I mean, I think actually overall Madden does a pretty decent job rating these guys. But they're not going to know every nook and cranny. They're always going to kind of err on the side of caution, especially with guys like Dylan, who has never been a frontline starter, has been given an opportunity to showcase himself from time to time and has played pretty damn well. And I think that's why he's at 80. But, you know, if Dylan gets us, you know, an extended run of, you know, week after week production, you'll see it start to rise. And that's part of the problem. It's never about the actual physical ability of these guys. It's about what they do that gets noticed. That's production, especially at the skill position. You know, the skill position players are always kind of at the mercy of, you could have a game where you play extremely well, but you don't have many targets and maybe you, you know, are kind of an afterthought in the game plan, et cetera. Or the quarterback just doesn't look for you. Your number doesn't get called in the run game, et cetera. You could still play really well, but if you don't have the production, then especially the Madden people and sometimes fantasy people go, oh, well, he's not very good. Or we got to dock his rating or whatever. But we all know. You and I know how good AJ is. And that's all that matters. What's up, Dave? Thanks for the super chat. I really appreciate it, man. Regarding Goody's track record, what is the biggest feather in his cap? What is the worst fly in the ointment? And why is it special teams? <laughs> See, I can't even put teams on Brian, though. I think that's organizational. Right. Part of it is building around a monster quarterback contract. And I'm not saying that Rodgers is the reason or Favre was the reason that they've had bad special teams throughout the years. Like, I'm not saying that, but that is, you know, a reality that you're dealing with as a general manager, um, especially when you're trying to scrape together the bottom of your roster and the guys who are going to be playing on teams. As far as like his track record was his biggest feather in his cap. I mean, it's got to be drafting Jair, right, especially after he maneuvered to get um those two first round picks and then also ended up with Jair Alexander as pretty phenomenal, much like, you know, Ted's first pick ever was Aaron Rodgers. Goody's first pick ever is a soon, most likely perennial all pro 
while also picking up another first round pick in the process. That's pretty damn good. Um, as far as the fly in the ointment, it's def. Um, for me, I know other mileage may vary, but for me, it's definitely signing Jimmy Graham. I thought that was horrific. Uh, I I wasn't the too uh, hot on it when it happened, and it proved out to be pretty much a, a wash. Let's put it that way. To be kind, but I think that's I'm not gonna say easily, but I think that's pretty clearly his worst move as a general manager. That's just me, though. Hey, Nags, loved your chat with Perry. Oh, thanks so much for checking it out. If you guys haven't checked it out, I know it is rather long. It's about 15 minutes. Uh, Perry and I were chatting, and I intended it to be about a half hour, and then we just kept going, and I, I we got done recording, and Perry and I both said I could have gone for another hour. So, you know how Packers fans are. You get going, and you just can't stop. But thank you for checking it out. If you haven't checked it out, it's here on the YouTube channel. Uh, Perry and I just shooting the shit about the Green Bay Packers for about 50 minutes. What more do you Hey, it's also available on the Packers Daily podcast feed. So if you're in the car, on a commute somewhere, what have you, just download it and put it on and take a listen. It's good times, good times. <laughs> New York is hot as balls outside. Randy, that's what I literally said at the top of the stream. I'm telling you, it's the only appropriate way to describe the day in New York today. It's awful. Mm-hmm. When will Rodgers be on the Madden cover? I doubt that ever happens, especially now. Uh, it's way too, it's at you know tail end of his career. And I know Brady was just on it with Mahomes and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, nah, it's, I mean, miracles never cease, right? Possibly, but I'd be very, very surprised if that, if that were to occur. If Rodgers ain't 99, I give up on Madden MVP two years in a row. Yeah, but MVP is a culmination of stuff. I mean, there's a reason, and I said this to Perry on our on our chat. There's a reason Aaron Rodgers gave Matt LaFleur a shout-out on stage while accepting his award this past year. Aaron Rodgers wasn't an MVP those last few years with Mike McCarthy. Aaron Rodgers wasn't even an MVP before they drafted Jordan Love and put a burr up his ass. But he's certainly an MVP now. Last two seasons. There's a lot of things that go into it. And that's not saying that's not any way, shape, or form taking away what Aaron's from what Aaron has accomplished these last two years because he has done the work and he has kicked some serious ass. There's no doubt about it. But that playoff game, the tape, it's also still there. You can go watch it anytime you want. I have a few times this past offseason, and it's infuriating every time I do. You know, that's not a 99. Ain't no way that's a 99. That's all I'm saying. A lot goes into it, man. Rashawn going to make Goot look great, too. Uh, yes, 100%. In, especially in the sense of how, I'm not going to say unpopular, because I do think there were people who understood that pick or at least were willing to wait on it, um, as opposed to a vocal section of the fan base that thought it was a horrible pick. He is certainly... I'm not going to say been vindicated, but he's certainly on his way to being vindicated with that selection. No question. Uh, da, 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 Brian, I thank you for the super sticker. Very much appreciated. Rogers Hurt Toe, what's going on, man? Thank you for the super chat. The Toe still loves you long time. Big news. The Toe will be becoming a Patreon member here soon. Now let's go win a Super Bowl, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, people. $5 a month. That's all we ask for Patreon. I mean, you can do more. We'll always take more. We'll take more. 
if you want. But, you know, if you're a Patreon member, you get access to the Shameless Packers podcast, which Patreon members, if you haven't checked out my chat with Rob Demosky, you better do it. It's good stuff. Probably be relevant right up until the first day of camp. So you got about a week. Um, you get challenge me and Madden in anytime you want. You get access to the happy hour every week. And let me tell you something. I believe Big B, Soder's here, Joey the Jaguar. They will all attest here in the comments that last night's happy hour was off the hook. So yeah, get on. Get on Patreon, man. I know some people. And look, this happens every year. Like we build up our Patreon membership and then a few people drop off kind of before the like at the end of the season. And then a few more hop on before the draft. And then after the draft and the offseason program, they stick around. And then July is always the time where a bunch of people jump ship. Which I get, I get. We're not spending money. Like you're not, you know, when you're supporting a Packers website in July. I get that, but I'm telling you, people, stuff's ramping up now. It's gonna be a lot of content. It's gonna be a bunch of Patreon only stuff. Get on it. We'll also be kicking out here in a few. I want to say days, maybe in the next week. Memberships here on the YouTube channel. So get ready for that. Good times. There's so much coming, and there's other news that I can't quite tell you yet. Just the Cheesehead TV brand in general. We're going to be launching in the next month or so. So much going on, people. So much going on. I'm so excited. Dave, thank you for the super chat. Both deserve credit, but if you had to pick which is more responsible for the turnaround post-McCarthy, Goody or Lafleur? Whoo, baby. Wow. That is a, that is a question. I'm going to go with Lafleur. Just because he deals with the players and has to put them into position to succeed. He has to be able to work with Aaron Rodgers. And that is not to take anything away from what Gutekunst has done. Because I think he has provided the Packers with a championship-level roster the last two seasons. No question about it. And you look at the job he and Russ Ball have done as far as managing the cap. In the sense that the Packers are like one of the top eight teams in salary cap space remaining heading into the season. Did anyone see that coming into this offseason with all the doom and gloom about the cap? Russ Ball is a wizard. But yes, I Dave, I'm going to go. I got to go with Lafleur only because he more directly affects what's going on on the field. It has to deal with the week in and week out managing of the roster and the players and who's up and who's down and um, putting guys in the right spots calling the plays, the game plans, approving whatever the defense wants to do, et cetera. Like, he's more directly responsible for, I mean, what, three years of 13 wins? That's, man, that's not easy. And I know everyone says he's got Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. But, man, it's the NFL. It is not easy to win in this league. And he has done a whole hell of a lot of it, regardless of who he's got a quarterback. North Pole, Alaska says Prost and carry the G. What's up, John? Thank you so much, man. Thanks for checking it out. <laughs> Brandy, I would do my eyebrows with LeFleur. He can give me tips. There you go. Oz, Patreon is year-round with me. Oh, Oz, you're a stalwart. You're, you're a mainstay. Of course you are. I get it, brother. You don't you don't mess around. You don't go, you don't dip in and out. You carry the G. I get it, man. And look, there are lots of you out there who do support us throughout the season and throughout the off season. And we greatly appreciate it. Cannot thank you enough. Chicago and Dallas would both beat the dog water out of green Bay. Ooh, Max is here. Max is trying to be like 
contrarian, I sense a rival fan in our midst. Would be both beat the dog out of water out of Green Bay? Would they both play Green Bay this year, Max? So we'll see. Looking forward to it, buddy. It's going to be a lot of fun watching you uh, not show up when both Chicago and Dallas get their ass whooped. Can't wait, son. Uh, Alt unions for the Packers this year. Clayton, I know a lot of other teams have been announcing them kind of over the last two or three days. I'm hoping. I have not heard hide nor hair. I've not heard a word. Maybe they're waiting for some kind of announcement around the shareholders meeting on Monday. So I would suspect we're going to know probably prior to the start of camp um, next Wednesday. I'm hoping, man. I'd love it. Oh, wow, what a name. Seeker to Jesus. Is that right? <laughs> Your thoughts on Sal Canella? That was the name. Saw some tape. For some reason, I'm optimistic. Man, as I said. USFL darling. I know he's got his own clothing line. I'm very excited. Very excited for him. I'm rooting for him. I, I can't sit here and tell you that I'm thinking, wow, he's definitely going to make the 53. Maybe he's got a shot at the practice squad. Maybe he balls out in camp and is a complete surprise, and everyone's, like, shocked. But my suspicion is that he's a camp body. But we'll see. The young man will have the opportunity to start proving himself a week from yesterday. But that's where I am now. An old-fashioned baller maker, hey, boiler maker. Hey, Brandy, I'm, I'm drinking an old-fashioned. So there you go. Speaking of old-fashioned. <laughs> you guys... You're too funny. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. Again, thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Timbo Slice with the last second. Super chat. I can't wait to have A-Rob prove everyone he can win without Adams. He's already proved it. And quarterback wins are not a stat. So it's okay. I mean, they're literally 7-0 and without Devontae the last three years. What more do you need? What? What more needs to happen for people to say, oh, maybe Aaron can lead the Packers to a win without Devontae? They're 7-0. and I mean, I don't know what more the man needs to do. But we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe it'll all fall apart this year, and uh, people will go crazy. Lieutenant JFK, 420, what's up, man? You're here just in time to see me leave. Uh, thank you. Seriously, thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out and the dregs of the offseason. We are so close to some actual ball. Maybe not quite football, but we're actually so close. Less than a week away from training camp and the start of the 2022 season. I am beyond excited. So tomorrow, as I said uh, yesterday, tomorrow we'll have our final Packers Daily for the week, and we will have our final Season 3 episode of Packers Trivia. Big B, wipe away those tears, buddy. Don't be sad because it's over. Be happy because it happened. That's right. Trivia finale tomorrow. Get ready for it. 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Right here on the YouTube channel. Get your hashtags ready. Can't thank you guys enough for hanging out. Thanks for supporting Cheesehead TV. Please, speaking of support, please hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.